Welcome to the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, powered by Zero. We're a podcast packed with inspiration from entrepreneurs who've been there and done it, and advice from experts on the topics you need to know to start and grow a brilliant business. Head to enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast for more information, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome to the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, powered by Zero. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. My name is Dan Martin. I'm head of content at Enterprise Nation. And this week, we're talking all about cash flow and alternative finance, which I know will be an issue that loads of you want to know about. And we've got two experts in the room to talk to us about that. It's Colleen Goldstein from iWalker and Edward Burks from Zero. Welcome to you both. Hello. Hi there. Thanks for having us. No problem. Thank you for joining us. So we're going to go back to basics right to the start. Uh, Colin, with you, first of all, do you want to introduce yourself and explain what your business does? Yep. Um, I am the commercial growth director at iWalker. We are a specialist in finance for small businesses. I am responsible for working with a range of different partners to build our business, acquire customers and build revenues. Fantastic. And Edward? So not a dissimilar uh, role at Zero. So Zero, best known as a platform for small businesses to run their accounting. We have about 500,000 small businesses in the UK, and my role is to work with key partners uh, across banking, fintech, and uh, an ecosystem in which we have about 800 partners uh, who provide all sorts of application functionality to kind of broaden out the capability of of Zero as a platform. Wow, 800, that's loads. Um, iWalker is one of those. Indeed, (laughs) absolutely. It's a quite a basic question, but for some people, you know, traditionally business owners think they go to their, their high street bank and get a loan. So what is generally, what is alternative finance and how does it differ to traditional bank finance? Colin, that's one for you. I, I guess the best way of thinking about what alternative finance is, is to think of it as a range of products that have been developed by providers who are not traditional banks to be um, more tailored to suit the needs of the customer. And really, this whole area of alternative finance has emerged because traditional banks have had uh, very rigid eligibility criteria and limited credit appetite that mean that there have been certain sections of the market that have been able to serve very well and certain sections that have been very underserved. And this area of alternative providers has grown very rapidly because particularly since the credit crunch, any businesses that didn't fall into the, the segments that traditional lenders could serve needed uh, alternative providers. Mm. And I guess that's why one reason iWalker was set up. So what is it? what yeah. actually is it that you do and what kind of business can you, can you help? Um, so we are specialists in lending to very small businesses. So our typical customer has a turnover of less than half a million pounds a year, although we do serve many much uh, larger businesses. They've typically got a small number of employees, uh, less than 10 typically, but we do again have some larger businesses. And we serve businesses across every imaginable industry sector from retailers to restaurants, cafes, to car dealers, plumbers, electricians, hairdressers. And what is unique about iWalker's proposition is that we use technology and data to highly automate the process of serving them. Everything from the data that we gather to do the credit assessment to the way that we create a proprietary credit score using that data, make a credit decision, and then ultimately let let them have access to the money through uh, a digital account. So a business can sign up within a few minutes and get a very fast credit decision, if not instant, 
and then immediate access to the funds and you know very uh, tailored towards small businesses edward obviously zero is one of the things that plugs into iwaka where you get the data from do you want to explain how how that bit works for a zero customer that says wants finance at the point that a small business recognizes they need credit they are likely to be engaged with their finances in some way so they're either paying a bill or it's time to make payroll or they may have an opportunity to make an investment and they're realizing that they perhaps don't have the cash on hand to kind of cover that and so it's a pretty routine task that a a business owner will, will address to worry about where she uh, sources that capital so it's it's a really common requirement of, of a lot of our customers and we recognize four kind of key phases of actually securing the capital there's an application process think about filling out forms in the in the old world all that goes away with iwaka because the uh, a lot of the data that's needed is already in zero decisioning colin has talked about used to take a long time banks can take like weeks and weeks to make decisions iwaka are making those decisions in kind of 30 minutes monitoring is important so depending upon the product that that a customer takes provider may wish to monitor certain elements of things like repayment of invoices over that period of time and then and then accounting which is perhaps the least glamorous part but actually if you think about taking out a loan for example as you pay off the capital you're depreciating the loan itself but then you have to account differently for the interest payments for example and again with the kind of uh, integration to zero that iwaka has built all of that whole life cycle is kind of automated we talk about it being hashtag beautiful as brilliant um, one of the things <laughs> we strive for in our accounting software experience and and uh, iwaka really kind of em- em- embody that in terms of the way that they integrate onto the platform Look, i mean the way that we think about it is we're just trying to make it as simple as possible for a business to give us the data that we need to make a decision and then to manage any any funds that we give to them if we can make it simple by letting them link their their zero account if if they're not doing it in that simple way then they're going to have to provide that information by you know getting documents together and uploading them you know fine it's still a million times better than a traditional paper process and face-to-face meetings but you know, a, a sort of a zero integration approach makes it, you, you know, lightning speed takes it to the next level. Mm, exactly. Um, are you touching it a bit there, but what are the types of things that businesses typically come to you for? Why why, why do they want money from you quickly? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I guess just again, to be a bit clearer, we, we provide business loans. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are a range of different finance routes a small business could go down, you know, from, you know on the other sort of end of the spectrum they could you know try and get funding through giving away equity there are grants that they could apply for where um not giving away any any equity and have no repayments to make Uh, but we're a a a loan provider so a business would come to us for a whole range of needs but typically needing fast working capital to help grow their business so maybe to invest in stock to plug a cash flow gap have finance for a a small expense whether uh, expected or unexpected Um, you know if a a business has a customer that's uh, late in paying them and they've got a cash flow gap or you know maybe a restaurant wants to invest in an industrial oven it's perfectly good business but that sort of amount of cash would be quite a dent in their cash flow and they want to you know repay it over a longer period of time you know those, those sorts of uh, needs to really fuel the business uh, fuel, fuel the growth of a small business yeah i, I was just going to say this is just extremely routine for small businesses so uh, one of the uh, resources that we provide is called small business insights it's a, a, a zero data set that we aggregate and anonymize across uh, hundreds of thousands of small business and businesses 
giving us insights on things like the cash flow experiences that these businesses are having. And month to month in the UK, barely half of small businesses are actually cash flow positive. And so they're having to address this, this need for working capital kind of month in, month out. I think in the old world, it was credit cards and overdrafts. Yeah. And, and, and um, probably the banks are still providing 80, 85% of, of lending to small businesses. I think what's really uh, exciting about the way that the economics of delivering some of these products are changing as we digitize all these services, and iWalker again are, are kind of you know em- embodying this, is that a lot of products, things like invoice financing and trade finance and supply chain finance, which are kind of pretty esoteric for small businesses, uh, have been the preserve of bigger businesses, suddenly become more accessible. It becomes viable to start to deliver these into the small business marketplace. Uh, and so I think what we're seeing is a real explosion of options for small businesses, which is exciting on one hand, and then creates some challenges of navigation exactly. on the other. And maybe yeah. we'll, we'll talk more about that. There's so many options out there now, which is brilliant, but not all options are right for all businesses. So Colin, this is maybe one for you and, and for you as well, Edward. How do you communicate your services to the right businesses? And if the wrong business comes to you, what happens to that business? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think as as a business, we try and um, market ourselves through a number of different channels and use those channels to put across in the best way possible what we offer and what we don't offer. I, I think it would be difficult to imagine uh, a business coming to our website and looking at it, uh, going through our application process and thinking that they could get like a five million pound commercial mortgage. That's <laughs> yes, um, true. You, you know, you, you use a... Uh, a well-designed set of marketing messages and customer journey that makes it clear what you're offering, what you're not offering. But I think the uh, the key is really the sort of step before that, which is um, a small business being clear about what they need and why. So what do they need funds for? Uh, how long do they think they need the money for? Uh, what sort of flexibility do they need in terms of paying that back? And I think either when customers come to us directly uh, or through a partner channel, if they haven't thought through those questions in advance, we'll try and make sure that they've thought them through and that as a result of that, they're ending up with us for the right reasons. Yeah. I guess to illustrate that a bit more, um, as we've developed as a business, we've uh, expanded our product offering. We built the core of our business over the last seven years or so on a, a flexible credit facility where we provided uh, um, amounts up to £200,000. And based on feedback from small businesses, that was very helpful in meeting certain needs. Uh, but sometimes businesses were coming to us with a longer term borrowing need for you know a larger capital expense. And over the last two years, we've developed a, a longer term loan product. But, you know, we'll often have customers coming to us saying, yeah, I'm, you know, applying for a five-year loan. And we'll have a conversation where we say, and, and what do you want to use that for? And they'll say, buying stock. And we'll get into a conversation where we say, well, actually, I'm not sure if you're aware, but we do have another product where, you know, if you're buying it for stock, we've got this, you know, flexible line of credit that's more built for that. Mm. You know, you, you draw down the amount you need when you need it. You know, as you start to sell the stock, there's flexibility to, you know, overpay, repay early. You know, you'll end up only paying interest for the, you know, the number of days that you use it. Mm. And there are a number of situations where a customer might start applying for one thing, thinking they need it. And through a conversation with our team uh, or through an automated process, they'll work out that actually that's not the right product for them. Yep. So what role does uh, Edward does Zero play in that? Because you've got so many partners making sure the right small businesses go to the right, right partners. 
Yeah, so we have two types of partners. Um, we have, I guess, what you might think of as kind of technology partners. Um, and that's, again, where iWalkUp sits. And we have a, a big ecosystem. But actually, part of our secret source is that we work with accountants and bookkeepers. So a little more than half of all UK accounting firms are now zero partners. And they are prescribing or recommending zero as a, a software platform for their small business clients to run their finances. Their finances. Um, so the role that accountants can play is then really, really important because uh, if I'm busy selling cars or doing landscape gardening or, or running a hairdressing business, um, you know, I may not be a financial expert. I may actually be a little detached from my my day to day finances. And if I've got an accountant that is on the ball for me, that's that's really important. So um, we're seeing a lot of uh, accounting firms being really proactive in this space, helping small businesses with their forecasts and managing cash flow. And then at the point that there is a need for working capital, again, as Colin says, really depending upon the scenario, there are a bunch of different products that may or may not fit. And whilst it's difficult for accountants to be experts in all of those products, frankly, there's no better community to help small businesses than accountants. And so what we're seeing is is increasingly um, a really good and, and growing portion of our accounting partners taking great interest in the sorts of offerings of of alt providers like iwaka in addition to working with mainstream banks and some of the kind of things that they've accessed historically but we see it as a key area in which accountants will continue to kind of grow their knowledge and and, and absolutely support small business and i guess we we've sort of experienced that i mean obviously we we run some uh, events where we're working alongside you and we've sort of recognized that even before i guess iwaka new zero as a business because iwaka in my area, we've built a team that's dedicated to dealing with accountants. You know, we've had uh, our clients uh, being referred to us for funding since sort of day day one of iWalka, and really the the you know part of the work that we've uh, done with Zero to date is really about how we work alongside Zero to help Zero accounting partners uh, find the right finance for their for their clients, and you know where where we're right. For their client, um, uh, they're often finding us through zero-related events or materials or communications or you know blogs or you know maybe even podcasts like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, big fans of accountants, Enterprise Nation, uh, and survey after survey when people say where do you go to for support, accountants Absolutely. are always always high up there. Obviously, there's you know been criticism and lots of reporting over the last few years on you know high street banks not lending and the government set up a, an alternative finance referral scheme is meant to be the banks if they don't lend they then refer on to alternative finance providers and um, there's stats out recently it said only six percent of small firms have actually got finance that way so some business groups have criticized that scheme i'd be interested on your thoughts both of you on on that scheme and uh, how it could be improved potentially yeah i mean i guess at iwalker we know that scheme very well um We've, in fact, um, financed more than half of the loans that have been done right, through okay. that scheme. We're, we're one of the main lenders on the platforms that uh, businesses get referred to. And I think that scheme has been set up with the very best intentions. Um, you know, there's, there is a real problem still in the UK with small businesses being underserved in terms of the, the credit they need to fuel their growth. You know, that's sort of why iWalker was started as, as a business uh, in the first place. And um, whilst you know, people like iWalker have made progress, it remains the fact that many businesses are being referred through this scheme because they're not getting the, the service that they need from, the, um, from their bank. But 
I think that the, the challenge with the scheme is more about the implementation of it. So I think that scheme needs to be brought up right into the full digital age. So, you know, if you think that at the moment you can have a bank referring a customer through the scheme, but they're not utilizing, say, full open banking technology to refer them with the right sort of set of data so that, um, you know, one of the marketplaces can match them up, you know, digitally, seamlessly, immediately with the right um, lender and pass them through sort of directly. All that sort of joined up uh, digital journey stuff is, is not really baked into the scheme. I, th- I think that there's also a sort of commercial side to this in that I'm not sure the, the scheme is really truly commercially fair to banks. You know, banks are being asked to, uh, um, you know, train all their relationship managers, invest uh, time, money to essentially hand the customer over to a third party. And they're not really being compensated for, you know, genuine uh, cost of, of doing that. But, you know, that whole commercial side of this scheme is a bit of a taboo. I, I, don't, I don't think the government wants to be seen uh, to be uh, sort of like rewarding banks for, for not being able to serve customers. But I think banks genuinely have um, you know, process and staff costs for doing this. And I think if uh, it was uh, more equitable on the commercial side, then maybe it would uh, flow a bit better. We wrote an open letter to the uh, the previous chancellor, you know, setting out some some thoughts about how the scheme could be improved. You know, we hope we hope they're taken on board. But you know, broadly, we're we're very big supporters of the scheme and just want to see it done better and better. Mm. Edward, have you got, have you got any thoughts? That was extensive thoughts there. But have you got any anything to add to that? No, I think I would just come back around on that on the fact that. Um, the criteria against which banks lend ought to be pretty well understood by, and again, whether it's an accountant or a broker or another business advisor, you know, that the reason that the scheme exists is that there are uh, businesses applying for funding and being rejected because they, they don't meet the bank's criteria. That's That in itself isn't the bank's fault. The banks have to operate within certain risk guidelines, etc. Um, and actually, the, the, the details underpinning the rejection are often things like poorly filled in applications, their uh, cash flow forecasts that are not robust enough, all the stuff that accountants can kind of help with. But again, uh, the extent to which uh, an accountant is able to understand the business that he or she is representing and actually recommend in the first instance the most kind of ideal form of lending from the most ideal provider um, kind of I think just cuts out that let's try this and let's try that and let's get rejected and and often um, by the time then a business that has been through a number of rejections uh, is presented with an offer that they, they take it because they're running out of time and, and whether that's then the best offer for them whether it's actually great value for money I think becomes questionable which is some of the feedback that's been given around the scheme. I think the thing that that's always surprises me and I've spoken to Edward about this in the past is the number of small businesses that approach their bank and then aren't able to get help that don't look anywhere else. I think there's you know certainly up till you know the last few years there's been an assumption by a small business that you know, my bank knows me best, right? Because I've been, you know, putting all my money through the the bank. You know, if they, are on the basis of what they can see about my business, can't lend to me, then no one else is going to lend to me. And that's just not the reality. Um, you know, that, as Edward says, you know, the bank, uh, any bank has a, you know, certain uh, a credit, credit appetite. And I think the problem that we're all really trying to solve here is partly about um, making small businesses more aware of the options 
that are available to them. And yeah, and then in addition to that, as, as Edward said earlier, certain products shouldn't be the preserve of much larger businesses. You know, really what the, the mission of a lot of what you're calling alternative lenders is just to provide the same types of products and services that have been easily accessible to larger business businesses to these smaller businesses. And you know, I, I guess that's also not, not only in reference to the bank referral scheme, but that's also really at the heart of I work as partnership with Zero, right? I mean, we're really just trying to collaborate together to make it as simple and seamless for small businesses and their advisors to direct these businesses to the right finance provider, right? I work a, recently, I've written this one down because it's quite a long fund name. Uh, got you got ten million pounds from the Banking Competition Remedies Capability and Innovation Fund. Yeah. <laughs> I had to have that written down. Um, which is great. And and this has yeah. led to more stuff that you're doing with Zero. So do you want to explain what that fund is and what that's going to enable you to do? Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm not sure um, how broadly understood that fund is, but um, to try and cut a very long story short, <laughs> uh, as a result of the bailout of Royal Bank of Scotland during the height of the financial crisis 10 years ago, there are um, requirements to, to meet uh, European Union competition uh, laws that meant that um, uh, RBS had to divest part of their business um, called Williams and Glen. It was a small bank that was part of their group. Uh, but it was so ingrained into their group for technical reasons, they failed to divest it. And the UK government agreed with the European Union that instead, Royal Bank of Scotland would put aside a very substantial fund of £775 million to give away to competitors to take their customers away from them. I mean, it's a quite unbelievable scheme when you yes. kind of describe it like that. That's true. But, you know, the intention of the scheme was to create a more competitive market for serving small businesses. And that money was cut up into two major funds and then within this capability and innovation fund, several different pots. And the pot that uh, Iwaka um, applied for was specific for um, lending services and is about, uh, again, expanding the uh, range of products and their ease of availability for small businesses. And so we, um, having already spent um, the last few years working closely with, with, with Zero, uh, had discussions about how we could use this fund to be even more innovative and find a way of embedding Highwalker Credit into more of the core user journeys and flows within the Zero platform. And that's really what this, this new collaboration is about. And for us, it's, it's actually really core to our core business strategy. You know, we've got this vision that small businesses will be able to access Highwalker Finance seamlessly and easily from the day-to-day -day services that they use. Well, you know, what could be more of a day-to-day -day service for a business than the platform they use for creating their invoices or checking cash flow or seeing, you know, what, what, what um, uh, payments are outstanding. Uh, and, and so um, we, we've sort of coined the expression open lending. We, we, you know, we've created this open lending platform that lets partners like Zero embed as much or as little of the iwalka product and journey into their own interface as possible and that's what this new sort of uh, extension of our uh, relationship this new collaboration is about you know finding the right way to make the you know more than uh, 463,000 uh, small business zero subscribers have simple 
uh, fast access to our Wolf of Credit. Mm. Ed, have you got anything else to add to that? No, I think it's um, reflective of a really exciting fintech scene uh, in the UK and, and particularly in London. Uh, I think that harks back to the financial crisis and, and there's, there's a, a number of factors, kind of light touch regulation and, and funding and uh, open banking that's driven that. Um, I think lending is just one of the opportunities in that space. So we work already with other really exciting fintechs like GoCardless and Stripe, who are helping customers to kind of get paid more quickly than they otherwise might do by collecting electronically. And I guess the research that we uh, will we'll work uh, with Colin on is is really just looking at the whole context of small businesses accessing uh, credit or capital. What are the circumstances in which they need to do it? Contextually, how might we best present products and, and, and offers? Is it when I'm raising an invoice that I, I want to seek that? Is it when I'm, you know, it's uh, the day before payroll is due and I find that I've got that gap and how can we best help the business at that point? So it's quite broad uh, in, its, in its vision that we really want to, to move the needle on, on what is a big problem in small business uh, lending and access to capital right now. And um, so, yeah, very much looking forward to, to kicking that off uh, in, in, in the very near future. Brilliant. And, and just finally, every best podcast has to end with tips. Just generally, um, to stay with you, Edward, for this one, what what are your general tips to to, to business owners on on managing cash flow? Because, like you said, only fifty percent of them are cash flow positive, so a lot of them need some help there. Yeah, so look, get help. I think was is, is probably the, the the starting point. We um, you know, we're aware that the tools are there, but it's not every business owner that has the aptitude or maybe the skills to kind of engage with the tools. So you know, find an accountant that can help. I think would probably be the most powerful tip. And then, you know, we absolutely see the impact that's being made on things like uh, like payments by better invoicing practices, collecting and electronically scheduling outflows by scheduling payments and being smart in the range of uh, credit and uh, capital products that, 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 that are being used. But yes, if there's if there's an umbrella piece to that, it's it's get advice, get help. And I guess one thing that you guys are going to help make much better is making uh, payments easier for customers when... Uh, money is due, right? I mean, you're in the sort of position where you, you have this sort of hub being used by by small businesses for you know, essentially running their business. If if you know your users are able to make it even easier to get paid, then that's going to certainly help their cash flow a lot. Uh, I mean, in your ecosystem, there are lots of tools that people can use for managing cash flow. I think, you know, obviously the starting point is to start using tools. And you're sort of saying maybe some small businesses are a bit predisposed to leaving it to someone else. But, you know, from my perspective, the starting bit of advice is use some of these modern digital tools. They they are built to be um, uh, small business friendly. Um, so, you know, that would be a, a very good starting point. The one thing that we haven't really talked about, one what Edward thinks about it, is also, you know, the idea of um, offering um, slight discounts for prompt payments. Um, you know, to the extent that a small business businesses model can allow that discount from their margin, that will often prompt uh, people to pay a bit quicker. But, you know, if you don't, if you don't send the invoice and do it quickly, then no one's going to pay you quickly, right? Yeah, hey, that's, that's, a, I suspect that's a whole other podcast. But uh, In fact, you know, it is. The, on this series, the Small Business Commissioner tasked with late payment is on this series of podcasts. And I, and I didn't even know that. So listen out for that one. That's, yeah, that's a plug for Paul. Right? <laughs> Inadvertent, unplanned plug. But it is a, such a massive issue, which is why, like you said, it's, 
worthy of another podcast. Well, uh, Colin from iWalker, Edward from Zero, thank you so much. So much covered there. We could have gone on for longer, but we can't, unfortunately. But thank you so much for joining us on the Small Business Sessions. Pleasure for having us. Thank you. You've been listening to the Small Business Sessions for Enterprise Nation, powered by Zero. For more information, visit enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast. And big thanks to podcast production company Pod Raffi for producing this podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.